Slovenia soundbite. It's maskless, generally. Flashcards, tongue twisters, space lab, and reports from abroad. That's what I got. Tuesday, July 26th, 2022. I'm Steven Sersky, folks. Hope you're doing well. And, uh, yeah, so it's already... Wow, we're any Towards the end of July already. And, uh... <laughs> um... Kind of interesting because it's been so hot, and the uh, whole idea of, um, I guess, you know, having a summer vacation, I, it just hasn't happened because I, I basically live in my apartment, I work in my apartment, and it's so hot in my apartment that if I'm not working, uh, then I'm basically sweating all the time. <laughs> Those are the two things I do all the time. Um, now, I mean, I, could I turn the air conditioner? No, it's uh, too too loud and too uh, too expensive. Not going to do it. So, I guess I just uh, live with it. Basically, um, today was able to do quite a bit today because um, I was I did two main things for my my languages. Number one, so I am still working on Mandarin Chinese, hitting up the HSK five flashcards, and then I also uh, put up quite a few videos on this language vlog that I'm keeping. And I realize now that I've been putting up more. Uh, language videos in English than in Chinese, and I know this is an issue. I will I will address this. Uh, part of it is because um, the uh, like it's just easier to record a sixty second clip in English than it is to record a sixty second clip in Chinese, because I found that a lot of my Chinese was being repetitive. So I gotta get through that. I was thinking of uh, either uh, doing the flashcards, like uh, doing some of those going through my methodology of learning the uh, the vocab, like sort of looking at the characters and remembering how they are structured. Uh, the other thing is that I might also start reading a little bit more out loud uh, and, and record that, just for my own pronunciations, for my own reference, uh, so I can hear how things are developing over time. Uh, much of my time today was actually spent doing flashcards uh pretty much a lot of flashcards as i mentioned yesterday with anki droid i have three different decks on uh my uh anki droid whatever's uh, program and it's one of these things where i go through all three of them because the uh the uh what is it there you go because they uh uh lock you out after you finish a few of them right so uh, once you finish your 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 cap for that deck, and so I downloaded three. I also did the countries, uh, did the provinces. I I'm uh, which I now see it says provinces of China. That's spelled wrong. Anyway, uh, I'm surprised. I don't know all the provinces or many of the provinces, and even the ones that I thought I knew, I get them wrong all the time. Especially like Jilin and uh, Liaoning. Heilongjiang is easy to find. Okay, that one's the easy one. But which one's Jilin and which one's uh, uh, Liaoning? Yeah, I know all you uh, folks out there who travel with me are like, oh, but the, that one's over there. Double check just to make sure you're okay, right? Uh, so, yeah, I did that. And then, oh, I never did the, do the memorize. I will do that after, I guess. Uh, haven't been reading or doing the textbook stuff because, again, focusing on the characters... Um, very slowly, and I'm also, I was also using the, uh, the flashcards that I have uh, that uh, I, I got from um, another guy who, was, who left China a month ago already. So that, uh, 
if I keep on going, every time I look at the, the flashcards, I, I think I'm doing okay, but then I go sit down and read something, and I'm like, I don't know what these words mean. Like, what, what the hell? Like the, that rating section is like, what, what's, what are all these ones? I don't remember what they are, so I don't know where I'm forgetting um, exactly, but I know I do want to keep on hitting through all the uh, flashcards and using the three or four different uh, methodologies or the different decks that I have. Hopefully, I mean it should it should work, right? Something's got to stick. Uh, these videos up on uh, my language vlog, um, I have resisted joining TikTok. I might lose that battle only because I see with YouTube the shorts that are being created. I create one minute shorts on there, uh, and today, yesterday, and today, and even Saturday, I focused mostly on English learners. Uh, so Saturday was, oh goodness, it was pronunciation, I think. Oh goodness, I forget already. Yesterday uh, was, oh go goodness, I've forgotten already the videos I've made. Uh, today I was doing tongue twisters. Um, oh, Saturday was language learning tips, that's what it was. Uh, and today was uh, tongue twisters where I did like things like how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood. And there's three or four other ones, and I did two versions of them, uh, both a longer and a shorter version. Uh, I know we as English teachers like to teach these things with the idea that they are good for pronunciation, but uh, I would actually argue that they're not very good for pronunciation unless you have chosen tongue twisters that are specific to a certain phoneme or pronunciation issue. Uh, so the one that came up was, uh, th uh, I thought, I th thinking thoughts, thinking thin thoughts. There's one like that um, where you can practice your TH or S uh, pronunciations, your, your sounds like that. Other than that, uh, for English learners, for ESL learners, I think it's actually better if they if you take it through, take it slowly, or use them as sort of um, warm ups or a class ending, or something like that. It wouldn't be something where you are focusing on how to do tongue twisters. Maybe just something for fun. But yeah, it's not. I don't know um, whether or not they're actually useful for learning a language and pronunciation. 50-50 on that one. So I did that today. I did four tongue twisters and I did another little explanatory video. Uh, so I posted that all up on my language log. I am still thinking about creating... I'm still thinking. I just haven't got around to doing it. Yeah, creating this new channel uh, for sort of my more, more creative works. And I kind of wonder how this is going to work because on YouTube, uh, so far I have two channels. One is like my old channel that I've had for a long time. Uh, the other channel I have is this uh, language vlog channel, which is dedicated to language learning. So this third channel, what this would be, is sort of like all the creative work that that isn't travel-based necessarily. Uh, it can have travel elements, but it wouldn't be what my original account was for, which was like just posting uh, all like the raw video files and stuff like that more like a backup like a cloud backup of my travel like the the, the better looking uh videos uh rather than you know trying to make them look any one way so i think this new channel will actually change that uh rather than trying to uh ch change the focus of my main channel as it is i i think it would also help me give, give me a fresh start and it would just allow me to purge some of um the, the ideas, uh, so 
that I have in my mind. Cause, and I'm thinking specifically, I've been doing these uh, time lapses of my um, bike rides in the morning. I went for another bike ride this morning, an hour long. Uh, very sillily went north today towards Yangmachau and then back down. And I swear I spent more time at red lights than I did actually cycling. And this is, this is actually one of the reasons I don't try to go into the city uh, in the morning because it's just, it's too much. It's too much traffic, too many people, too many red lights, too much waiting. Uh, so I, I mean, I, it actually took me longer to do 10 miles today. Although it, it still took me just over an hour, it felt like it took longer uh, because I was waiting, constantly waiting at red lights, and that, that kind of bothered me. So, uh, But with that, uh, I've been doing time lapses and then creating... I've been very lazy and just been creating beatboxing soundtracks for them, uh, which I will play one for them, uh, one for you later in the week. And then that way, I was going to put them all up and then this new channel would be dedicated to things like that with the more creative works uh, that aren't so raw. These would be like the sort of a bit more um, polished. I can't say they're polished. I mean, they, they, they'd just be more of the creative stuff rather than uh, the raw travel videos. And I think with this new channel, that's where I would shift May You Make Your Movie or things like that, like those uh, creative projects. I think that I'd push those all over to that channel as well. Uh, I would leave th things as they are on the channel, on my first channel right now, but then start moving stuff over um, in time. Uh, Space Lab, have you ever been there? It's a restaurant here in Beijing, and uh, it's, it does have a reputation. It's, it's kind of neat. It's mostly for family and for kids. Uh, but me and the girlfriend went there on, on the weekend. We're like, well, let's let's go check it out. We got a coupon for it, so that's pretty much the only reason we went. Um, so they've zip their their big claim to fame here. Why they're so neat and niche is that uh, they send your food via little electronic cars like space cars that zip around these pipes and uh the, the food's all right like it's nothing you don't go there for the food you go there for the quiche of the quiche of uh, seeing these cars zip around the, the roof basically uh and some of them i think if it's a birthday or if it's delivering a cake or dessert or for a kid i'm not sure uh the the it will actually flame like it has two little sparklers on top so this car is ripping down uh, or flying across the uh, the rails and they have these flames coming out the, the top of it. So it's kind of uh, neat. I thought it, it was kind of funny because they didn't, for whatever reason, the spiral that went down to our table wasn't working. So our car went to one table over and then doubled back sort of thing. So it would, it would go across, we'd see it. It wouldn't go down our spiral, it'd skip ours, go to the next one. Oh, I see. Wait a minute, sir. I have this wrong. It's not because it was skipping it. That, ours was the way back. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I've got this confused. I was thinking it was skipping ours, but it wasn't. It was a one-way track, right? So that makes sense because they couldn't jump over each other, which this was the funny part. So it zips past our spiral, goes down the next tables, uh, zips by them, doesn't stop, and stops in front of us. Now, if you don't pick up your food in time and the next car comes down... It just hits the next one. It just hits the one that's parked there waiting for you to pick up the food. Actually, it's not even... If you've picked up the food but you haven't pressed the little red button to send the, uh, the car back, it just smacks into the other car. And you're like, why would it? Why would you program it that way? Don't you... This, this restaurant's been around for a while. It started in Shanghai. Uh, you, you'd think that they would have something there where it's like they thought of that. Or maybe have seen it happen a couple times and go, yep, 
we should fix that. That's not safe. Not only is it not safe, it's damaging a lot of stuff. Right, uh, so th- that was my uh, constant comedy of seeing, because it actually wasn't our table, that was, like, it wasn't us, it was the other table that it was confusing because there was three tables all one, all around, and I mean, if you weren't really paying attention and got your food right away, the next car would come around and smack into your car, or, or vice versa, so... <sighs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, would I go back? Uh, not entirely sure. Uh, it was good for the one, one, the one-time event. I could say I've been there. The food was all right. A lot of mayonnaise on the on the burgers. To tell you the truth, uh, I don't really like having mayonnaise too much on my burgers. It's just uh, it's kind of kind of gross. Too much. It almost feels like you're drinking the burger rather than you're eating it, sort of thing. But uh, yeah. So, Space Lab. If you've been. Let me know. I mean, did you guys enjoy it? Or did you go with a family? If you go with a family or like nieces and nephews, I think it'd be pretty cool. Uh, but uh, if you, I mean, you just, I, I don't know if, you know, a couple beer drinking guys would go there. <laughs> well, maybe they would. Uh, the beer selection was not very good. I think they had one German beer, like the one German beer that no one drinks, that dark beer or something like that. So I, I'm not sure why they even have it there. Uh, reports from Slovenia and Georgia. So uh, at the beginning there, you heard uh, Owen Johnston. He's uh, now comfortably ensconced, or at least he's in Slovenia. I had a, I asked him if he could give me a little bit of a um, a quick sound bite, and so he did. And it was seven seconds long. So uh, that's what he's. I guess that's all he had time for. No, he just didn't bother. Uh, but uh, he's uh, been posting pictures of his life so far, and the skies are just so blue in Slovenia. It looks nice. Uh, of all things. I mean, today we've had a bit of a smog here in Beijing, but, um, well, and that air, <laughs> you gotta love it. Georgia, I also asked uh, uh, my friend uh, Denny going to uh, give a little bit of a, um overview of what's going on there, one minute little sound clip, so you can hear that at the end of this episode, uh, and uh, he just gives a little bit of a rundown of how things are in Georgia, uh, the prices, and sort of what he sees uh, uh, going on uh, so far in that country. This live streaming thing, I'll tell you, uh, I wonder if I've actually eliminated my um, evenings somehow, and I wonder how else I could do this. Uh, so at the beginning, I mentioned that I was going to set up the second or this third channel already. I would put the live streams on this other channel. Uh, now, do I separate the channel? Like, do I create a fourth? Okay, see so here. This is where it actually gets a little bit complicated because the podcast that I've been doing for the last couple of years and this podcast are kind of similar in that they're both mostly supposed to be audio formats. Uh, but... Uh, do I do I put the podcast on its own channel as well, and then put the audio digest on that channel, or do I create a, a fourth channel? So I'd have four channels total, going from one channel to four channels within a year. Uh, I mean, it, it sounds kind of crazy, but at the same time, it would keep things organized, and I I really kind of I like that idea of having that organization where the original channel was just kind of a smorgasbord of everything. Second channel, the language vlog that's dedicated to my, my uh, all my language efforts and stuff like that, and uh, for teaching English, uh, or at least helping people uh, access some materials for English learning. Uh, third channel would be like ST, like my like TV station, basically, just where all, all the creative stuff. And then uh, channel number four would be like the podcast and the audio blog and things like that. So this is what prevents me actually from starting a lot of it up is because I'm just kind of getting it through my head. Like if I start this and I uploaded all the videos, 
to this channel, but then it doesn't work out, then like, what do I do? It's, I don't want to have to deal with uploading to tell the truth. That's the one thing I don't want to do. I don't, because some of these video, these files are, are pretty big. Uh, and so spending the time uploading them to a channel that I then change, I'd be a little bit, um, well, I'd feel like I'm wasting my time just a little bit. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I got to figure this out. One reason I got to figure this out is because I do have some videos on my hard drives that I can't move that I want to get off because my hard drives are not formatted properly. Now, if you, this seems odd to, to bring up, but for, for to get some of these videos up on um, YouTube, some of them, uh, to spit them out from Final Cut Pro or something like that, they're huge files. Right, especially if they're 4K files and stuff like that. Not only do they take a long time to uh, uh, generate, but they also are huge and they occupy a lot of room on the hard drive. The MacBook itself, the MacBook hard drive, deals with them decently well. I think it can go up to six or seven gigs. Maybe, maybe it can do more. I'm not sure. Maybe. But uh, my other external hard drives, which are formatted to XFAT, which a lot of people are like, no, don't don't ever use XFAT. Terrible. Shouldn't ever use XFAT. And I'm like, it's worked so far. I mean, it's mostly for archival purposes. And should my computer ever die, I want to be able to access them, access the files from another computer, be it PC or Mac. That was the idea behind that. Um, but the MacBooks are typically, what would you call, uh, let's just see... Um, can't remember what the uh, display overview system report. It is APFS hard drives, memory, no storage. APFS. That's the file system for MacBooks, uh, and typically that's what they have. Uh, and this one, I think there's also APFS Plus, which. So the reason I bring this up is because these file systems support files that are larger than four gigabytes. Now, if you run a PC or NTFS or XFAT, they don't support four gigabyte files. So where does this come into play with the, the live streaming and all these videos? Well, um, the GoPro spits out two gig files, but Final Cut, if I have a larger video project that I put into Final Cut, such as the language vlog stuff, um, and I spit, all, spit it all out in one, then it's larger than four gigs and the external drives don't like that, which means I have to keep the MacBook relatively open to use. You see my issue here? So that's why I was going for the live stream was to publish, record, uh, and put things up right away. And that way it doesn't, uh, uh, it doesn't sit on my hard drive waiting for it to be uploaded and stuff like that. Uh, and it would just make my life a lot easier. I think it would make the whole workflow a lot easier that being the case, I don't know how to download my own live streams. So they're up there, uh, and I'm not, I have no idea how to actually access them. Uh, I, I, you can watch them again, but uh, I, I don't know how to download them. So um, I don't know if they're they're gone from my possession forever or uh, what's going to happen exactly. But <sighs> something to figure out. I know. If you guys have... Do I know anybody else out there who's doing video work who can... <laughs> point me in the right direction. I'm part of a couple of Facebook groups that talk about this stuff. So, And they said, yeah, APFS Plus or APFS should work because uh, if I'm going to stay within the Apple ecosystem, it's probably best to keep on using that rather than using XFAT or NTFS and stuff like that. 
just to keep things simple and moving along with, um, well, your, your storage, basically. Because, I mean, you're, you're supposed to have your main hard drive, then you have your uh, working hard drive, and then you have your backup hard drive, and then your archive hard drive, right? I mean, that's what a video editor typically has, uh, or, or media production people usually have in terms of storage capacities. <laughs> Most people... <laughs> Oh, it's cute when people say, uh, when they're working on video uh, or audio files, like, yeah, these are huge files, like 50 megs, 100 megs. I'm like, that's not big. Like, <laughs> I find six gigs big only because it, my laptop starts to get funny after that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm sure people are looking at my file size and going, that's not big. I mean, if, they're, if you're dealing with uh, larger professional formats, those are even bigger than that. Amazing how technology's gone, right? I mean, to think, you know, 20 years ago, two two gigabytes would have been a huge file. 13 gigs for an hour of uh, mini-DV footage would have been huge. And nowadays, 13 gigs, that's a luxury. (laughs) All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for uh, listening to me go on about my tech tech problems and stuff like that. If you haven't had a chance to take a look at the live stream, I don't know. Have a look. It's on YouTube. Uh, I might uh, put these to private later on. I'm not sure. Uh, But have a look. It's basically me just yik-yakking to the computer. And, uh, of course, it's the same content here as uh, you're listening to on this podcast. So it's MP3 format that you can either download from my website, stephensersky.com, or you can go to anchor.fm backslash stephensersky. That's my name. And uh, you can uh, stream it there for free through the app or through the, the web uh, portal as well. Okay, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Show notes, tracks, and vids up on my website, uh, stevensersky.com. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Hope you guys are having a great Tuesday. And one last report from overseas. Here's Denny going. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again. Bye-bye. So life in Georgia is, is still going relatively fine. Gas prices have gone up again a little bit, but not so much that like you see in Europe or in Japan or other places around the world. Um, it's still uh, it's around a dollar for excuse me, excuse me. It's about yeah one and a half dollars for a liter um, in terms of meat. So meat and egg prices have gone up, but fruits and vegetables haven't gotten very much at all. Um, the lari, the Georgian currency, is still doing strongly against the dollar and against the euro. Um, it's appreciated about uh, 15% against the dollar and about 25% against the euro. So food is still cheap and rent prices have started to come back down after the spike after Russia invaded Ukraine.